Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Shooting the Shit. Uh, we are in episode 43, I believe. I just, just looked that up and I already forgot 43? about it. 43, 43. All right, so 43, I just looked it up and I already forgot about it. So um, huge shout out to Brownells. Thank you so much, Brownells, for literally everything you do for us. Uh, you guys are amazing. So just in case anybody's wondering, uh, they are a sponsor of the show, kind of in a way, maybe a little bit. They give us money and uh, that money goes to uh, products on their website. So they don't give us actual cash dollars, but they give us dollars to spend on their website. So thank you so much, Brownells. Um, Let's just kind of hop right into it. Uh, so this week, we've got a lot to cover. Uh, a thing that I didn't cover last week on the podcast, which I was kind of bummed about. Um, we're going to go over uh, something to do with trajectory arms and that AEM-5. We're going to talk about the Anderson 9C. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband getting hammered, um, but without alcohol. Thank you, Malar, for putting that fun pun thing in the <laughs> week. Uh, and then our products of the week will be a couple different things. So we're going to have some pretty cool stuff. Um, one of them is fucking iron sights. So thank you, Malar, for that bullshit. You know, um, you know, I, I'm always always for down for some iron sights. No, I'm not. Uh, but Brownells is actually having an, a, a, a pretty awesome sale on the M4A1 and the Mark 18 Daniel Defense uppers. Uh, I know that a lot of you are going to be like, eh, it's Daniel Defense. Um, they make good stuff. Uh, I wouldn't really knock on uh, the, the products that they make. Um, their barrels are probably second to only FN, if you're asking me. Uh, and then they, I mean, they just kind of bomb proof those uppers. And I don't hear a whole lot of complaints from people who have those. Um, now I do want an M4A1 upper, um, but I hear they're heavier than a tank. So I might just go with a Mark 18. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. These are all questions that I have for myself some days and it's just hard to answer. So I bounce between the two, whether to go short or whether to get that extra or, 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 you know, tax season's coming up. Maybe you can just get both, you know, that would be cool. There you go. Get both with taxis. Um, all my taxes go to the government because they fucking blow. So, uh, <clears throat> so that's it. I don't really know else how else to talk about that other than how do you like the, do you like the Riz, the Riz rail? I'm not going to lie. I wish the M4A1 upper was the front sight base upper. Not So just... they do a M lock rail. Um, I am hoping personally, I'm hoping that Brownells is clearing out these Riz because they are heavy, as you said. Um, and I'm, I am really hoping that they bring in the M lock. I would, I would love them to bring in the M lock. Yeah. But that's uh, the I, thing is I don't think they're going to, they probably aren't. Uh, when I, if I do a 10, three, I will probably honestly end up with a Geisley in OD green, um, because that's the only OD green upper and rail set that they, they have. Yes, this is very true. That's the problem, though, is it's like I want more than that from Brownells because Brownells has a lot of the DDC in the black, but I don't I don't care about any of that. Oh, did you see they actually have the DDM4 V7 in 16 inch? They have one in 18 inch. Uh, they have the 14 5 in. Um, so you can go get your Daniel Defense um, M4A1 upper in 14 5. They have the whole gun in. Um, so there you go with your 32 plus one round magazine. Uh, oh, the Mark 18 complete receivers are sold out um, as per usual. Oh, if you're looking for a Delta 5, um, Brownells has those in stock. Uh, there's just so much. Like, there's so much. There Apparently, the Riz 3 rail is coming out. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't, but that's probably why they're clearing these out then. I'll yeah. have to, I'm going to have to Google now. I got to look to see what this looks like. Oh, the Riz um, 3. You looks, know, my, my focus, though, is that on what's new is that EOTech, uh, that IR. Yeah, well, that's because you like 
IR stuff. How's your IR device? Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I honestly, last weekend, I didn't really get a chance to get out and uh, do any night shooting, uh, unfortunately. Um, I did work on my Mantis review a little bit. I got mm-hmm. some footage. I need to do some editing on that and um, sit down at the bench and try to get a little more uh, footage. But but yeah, um, I'm, I'm loving the, uh, the D-ball. I went ahead, I ordered the, um, the iron sight that mounts on the, the front. Why am I now blanking on who makes it? Uh, rail scales, uh, makes it. Um, Rail scales is the one that makes that. Yeah, they make it. Um, and I actually, I, I watched a review with Sage Dynamics and he ran through it, um, as well as the, uh, the rear site because they, there's no adjustability on that site. Basically what they have is a, they have a screw that locks out the high power or I don't maybe high power isn't the right word because I'm sure it's not like the high power, uh, that like the government uses, mm-hmm. but the higher setting of the viz laser is locked out with a screw. How come you can't take it out? You can. So the, the port where the iron sight mounts into is actually the screw hole for uh, the screw that locks out. Um, High mode? Yes. Well, that seems dumb. So I, I think the reason they lock out high mode um, theory is, uh, I mean, it has stickers that it, the laser call is like radiation. So I'm thinking that for liability reasons, they lock it out but they know everybody's pulling those out. It's just a liability thing. So yeah, I pulled that thing right out. But anyways, uh, we're going to slap a um, one of those rail scales, um, iron sights on the front. I'm going to buy the, and this goes into my product of the week, uh, but I'm looking at the Magpul uh, MBUS Pro long range, uh, their LR rear sight, uh, because it actually has an adjustable elevation to it. Uh, since the front sight does not have any adjustability to it, the workaround for that, if you are concerned about it, Aaron Cowan went into a whole spiel about how basically if you're running the iron sights, it is most likely not going to, uh, your groups are still going to be within where they should be from what he said. But if you were concerned about the windage aspect to look at the, uh, Magpul long range, which I had never heard of it, but me being me and overanalyzing things, I said, I'm getting the long range. And uh, that is my product of the week. I know this is, what optic are you running? EOTech. And are you running in a higher? I am not. I was very, I was curious about um, how everything would line up. Um, Well, you won't be able to see anything if you run that riser. Yes. You will not. Uh, the the D ball lines up where I can see. How do I describe it? Um, the I mean the donut of death sits above it uh, a decent amount for the size of the window, um, but it is still a it it's visible across the bottom. I don't know. I think you're a bit weird with the uh, uh, always always having to like have like three different sighting systems on your gun um 
no offense. Well, I don't mean an offense by calling you weird, but um, also no offense. You can use your visible laser as your backup sighting system. Because it's yeah. supposed to run independent from your IR laser. Yeah. I so mean, that's what, I, I that's now what have, a lot of uh, people do, though. Like when they have an when they have an EOTech, they run their visible laser as their backup, and then so then why would you need another form of of iron sights beyond that? Just going the extra mile. That just seems like you're just adding shit to add shit for no reason. It's a backup for a backup. That see to me, that just seems like redundancy is only good to a point. Like you're not a Navy SEAL. Like I'd understand. Like and I and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like shit on people, but at the same time, like I realize why you're doing it, but I, I want people to be realistic. Like, and I'm not telling you not to buy the product. If that's what you want to do, buy the product. I already but, have it on the way. <laughs> I know you do, I, I, but that's what I'm saying is it's like, what, what blows my mind is there are so many guys out there like, well, your gun's not complete. If you don't have backup iron sights or your gun's not complete. If you can't, if you can't see your iron sights through through your optic because you went and got a 193 then your iron sights are, are garbage and then i'm like okay first of all name me a situation that's practical for me to use my backup iron sights because my optic went down that's practical not not that i want to happen because i have a gun set up to go to war like that's not a thing like i i don't know to me I see people putting all the shit on their guns and then they, and then I don't see them going out and training with their guns. And I'm like, how are you any more useful than the police department? Because you're, you're not training with what you have. And what's so funny. And I find this absolutely hilarious is people all the time will go into my YouTube videos and they'll be like, look at this guy. Maybe he needs to do more cardio. It's like, okay, I'm out there doing a lot more shooting and more cardio than most people I see at the range. And the funny part is I don't see those motherfuckers out there shooting with me or out shooting me or getting better times than me or posting any of their stuff on YouTube. So as far as I'm concerned, the, if I don't see you actually training, you don't use your product. And I, and I, and I'm not talking about you specifically, even though I've had this conversation with you, I, 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 I wish you would use your stuff more than just add to it. Oh yeah. I'm getting out there more. I mean, I've definitely been out there more lately. Um, I'm, I'm curious to try it out more than anything, I think. Um, I do have a buddy that has the uh, same setup. He's got the, you know, I don't think he runs the, the long range on the back, um, but he does have the leaf uh, iron sight on the front. If he didn't have it, I never would have known it was a, a thing. But Well, I mean, I got a question. Are you going to use that leaf iron sight to shoot under nods? Under nods, probably no. So then why are you going to use it? Backup sites during the day. That's the part that makes no sense, though, is it's like you're building this entire night fighting gun that has a specific purpose, but then you're also making it like a dual purpose thing. Like guns don't have... <sighs> I mean, I get, I don't know. I, I feel like I need to talk to somebody else and, and, and I'm not saying this like for your sake, but I'm saying that I feel like we need to add somebody else in on that conversation of, I feel like people try to make their guns do like every single role. And I think that that's, I, I think you're doing a disservice to yourself and your firearm at that point. Do you know what I'm saying? 
No, I understand what you're saying. I'd be curious to hear what uh, somebody else's thoughts are too. Like you said, it'd be interesting to have somebody on um, and hear their their setup that they're running. Yeah, because I mean, to me, it's like I have backup iron sights on like two of my guns. The rest I don't like because to me, it doesn't make any sense as to why I'm going to go like on my other on my uh, what is it? What is that stupid gun that I have? Uh, uh, my FN. No, no, my FN has backup iron sights. My uh, uh, my thirteen point nine that I had built from Trajectory Arms, which uh, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna send back because I want a different rail put on it. Um, like I I like that gun. I think that gun is fantastic, but it doesn't have backup iron sights. First of all, the front rail isn't solid enough to to maintain zero of backup iron sights, um, and then second of all why like why am i putting on why am i wasting all that effort to put on a set of backup iron sights that aren't going to stay zero like to me it just doesn't make any sense so if your rail stays zeroed but i know you have a bendy boy geisley i don't know uh it's on my midwest industries no oh, those definitely don't hold zero is that the yeah. night fighter rail combat rail oh yeah <laughs> so i've i've got a combat rail the gen 4 uh and the slimline and none of them hold zero for uh backup iron sight well are they even straight what do you mean <laughs> like my shit's not even straight <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah like the barrel out the end is cocked kind of one so one side so like originally oh, good originally when i was shooting uh with it and i like i was aiming i was not sighted in yet but I was aiming the gun as if I was, you know, straight on to the target, but the, the barrel is off to the left. So like, I think I was shooting out in a field and I was probably at a good, I might've been 70 yards out or so. And I was nowhere near the target. I had no clue where I was hitting because that thing was just so off to the side, oh, um, which was part of the reason, the other reason I wanted a rear sight with a little bit more adjustability uh, but I need to hit them up and ask them about that. Or yeah, I just replace it with, uh, I was considering getting another uh, Mark 16 Geisley because I, I do like the the feel of that rail too. All right. So let's bring in product of the week. You're going to talk about your product of the week. Let's hear what's uh, about your backup iron sight because you kind of already talked about it, but I think yeah, you can I... go more into it. So what is so great about the mbus pro long range adjustable elevation rear sight i mean that's that's exactly it it just has the capability of doing the elevation versus having it just on the the front sight so in the case of the um rail scale leaf that's going to mount on the d-ball and is fixed with no adjustment to it this allows you to adjust your elevation and compensate um if you need to but yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the big thing. And then obviously if you're throwing it on something, you're trying to reach out a little bit further, it gives you that a little bit extra uh, adjustment as well. Um, so yeah, they're out of stock right now, but I'm going to snag one of those because I have the leaf on the way, like I said, and I'm excited for this setup. I would be curious to have somebody on, like you said, that would run through their setup and um, hear their input. How about yeah. uh, your product of the week? So uh, my product of the week, again, is going to be the BMT GHM9, but it's only going to be because this is after its first range session, like hard use range se session. Good Lord, it sounds terrible. Um, one, I currently have an 18650 uh, mod light body 
on here, but I'm going to, I actually, I'm going to order tomorrow um, an 18350 mod light body. And I'm going to bring this light down and have an 18350 light on here. Uh, and then the, uh, of course, the Malkoff E2 XTL is fantastic. Uh, and then the range report, honestly, I can't say a bad thing about this. I had two malfunctions. Um, and in my YouTube video, I said one was ammo related and one was magazine related. I do believe both of them were magazine related. Um, both the problems I had with the ammo were on my 20 round army bumper magazine. So uh, with the little bumper on the bottom, it's a 20 round mag. Uh, it's a great little mag, but it failed to lock open with the 115 grain ammo that I had. Uh, with the 124 grain ammo, it had no issue. But with the 115 grain ammo, I just don't know if there's something, this, this magazine's out of spec or whatnot. Um, but my good part is, um, this is a $60 magazine for the B&T. Uh, the KCI mag that I ordered from Gun Mag Warehouse worked flawlessly. So I might actually order another two of those uh, because I can buy two KCI mags for the price of one BNT mag. Um, so why not get two? Uh, and then they have metal feed lips, which are pretty awesome. This gun is fast. It's fast and it's small and it's lightweight. I mean, it's kind of heavy. Like it's, it, there's a lot of metal on the gun. Uh, it is a, a, a unibody aluminum uh, or maybe steel. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but it has a seven inch barrel with M-Lock handguard. Like it's very small. It's, it's, it's incredible. Everybody who shot it over the weekend absolutely loved it. They all wanted one. They were all pissed off that I had one. So huge thank you to Brownells for sending that out. Um, and then another uh, thing I wanted to cover was the primary arms uh, red dot that I have on here, the MD25 SLX. Um, kind of sucks, but it's good. Like glass is good. It's daylight bright. Um, I just, I don't like, I do not like that it's made in China at all. I cannot stand that this, that this is made in China. It drives me nuts. I don't like Chinese optics. I'm not, I like Holosun, but because they have a name, but I, I can't stand buying them because I know that they're Chinese made products and I don't like that very much. So um, this will eventually move to another gun that I have. But at the, at the moment right now, I'm testing and evaluating it. And since the BNT is the gun that I'm shooting the most, I figured why not run the optic that I shoot the most. So I'm a little, uh, a little bummed that uh, it is a Chinese made optic, but I'm also pretty happy because it's got really clear glass. The dot is fantastic. It doesn't bloom like crazy, especially when you turn up um, the, the, the dial. Uh, it, it's a good, it's a good all around red dot. And I'm just bummed that it's not made in America or Sweden. If it was made in Sweden, that would be cool. Um, get an aim point on here. I do think that the aim point duty RDS would probably be a pretty good red dot for this. It's a good looking gun. Oh, I love this thing, man. Do, do you run it suppressed yet? I have, I ran 30 rounds suppressed through it. And in, in fact, the can that I ran suppressed on it, um, was a can that had a baffle strike previously and the yeah. owner hadn't sent it in to get repaired so it was it was kind of erratic with the hitting like um it just does not do well on uh on on you know it just didn't do well <laughs> i was shooting and i was hitting consistently six to eight inches to the right of where i was aiming um and i was like wait well, how am i missing like did my optic come loose and no i'm looking and i'm shooting and then I took the can off and I was hitting where I was aiming. Then I put the can back on and it had moved again. Um, so yeah, I was just like, 
You know what? It is. That's a standard thing with uh, suppressors. Is that a, is like that you, a, is that a thing? But I'm saying like with his can, it moved. Like if you were to rotate the can, yes. it would move again. Correct. That's dumb. That's not how suppressors should. Be. That that is like that. That's a thing. Yours sounds like, and I don't know if it's due to the baffle strike because I I not well, he, would have he not said, had one. He said that but, he didn't have that issue until he, he he did baffle strike it. There's there is some that there's a slight deviation. No no no, sure. no no no. But his, this was like, not slight. This was not slight. I'm talking at 15 yards. It was nine inches to the right. Yeah. See, and that that's uh that's an issue. Yeah, his was his was exaggerated insanely. Um, there are some other nine millimeter cans that I'm going to try out on this. Uh, my buddy Mike has a couple, uh, so we're definitely going to try those. Uh, and I I really like I really want to try a couple different cans on here before I settle on one that I want to do. Um, I know that there's a ton out there. Uh, the Surefire Trilug uh, nine millimeter can looks very promising for this. What uh, ammo did you run? Um when you were running the can 115 grain remember uh, okay that. so it wasn't yeah it wasn't subsonic stuff i was just curious if you know it didn't, sounded i don't have any subsonic right now uh, i will get some but i just ran some 115 grain uh it was incredible like i am actually surprised at how nice this thing was plus it was actually with the 115 grain on uh, it was an aac i can't remember what it was called but it's an aac can that he had mm-hmm. uh and it was it was awesome. Like I thought that can was cool. I liked the can. I just wish that uh, he didn't have a baffle strike through it already, um, which was caused by, uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but uh, it was caused by, he, he took apart it, his nine millimeter can to clean it. And when he did that, he put it back together and he didn't put it back together correctly. And um, he, he sent around through one of the baffles. And then when AAC was going through the, the reorganization, he, um, he sent it in to them to get it repaired. And then they just immediately turned around and sent it right back. Like, so he said now that they, they sent him another letter and they're like, Hey, you can send your can back in and we'll actually look at it now. And he was, he just, I guess, hasn't had time to do it. So, uh, you know, good on him. I don't know, but, um, he likes the can. I think it's a good can. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, I think, uh, point of impact shift was exaggerated insanely on that can. And I think that's the problem. Yeah, I that's uh I I've not heard that before. That's a a first. So interesting to hear that that mm-hmm. uh, the baffle strike will throw that off. But that makes perfect sense because your gases are completely dispersed differently with this with the strike. So you breaking out the uh, the SCT nine. Mm-hmm. Because we're gonna go into our our news. Uh, but first, before I get into the SCT-9, let's let's kind of bump into the news here real quick, and we're going to try to talk about a couple of these. Um, do you know about Allen Engineering or the AEM-5 or the um, uh, other cans like the uh, OCM-5, the Otter Creek Labs? Uh, do you know anything about any of that stuff? Uh, I know Otter Creek is highly regarded. My dog's kind of going a little nuts, but Damn the Otter God. Creek stuff is... Uh, is it definitely highly, highly regarded for their 556 can? We're going to have to mute you while your dog goes crazy. But uh, the Allen Engineering is uh, getting taken over by uh, Trajectory Arms. It's, but it's not getting taken over. Like they're going to be taking over the production of the AEM5 can. 
Um, so I don't know if that's the Otter Creek version or the Allen Engineering version. Uh, I have to actually go find that story again. So uh, give me one second. Malar, can you talk to them about the, if your dog's not going crazy? He's still going kind of crazy. But yeah, the, the Otter Creek cans, I, I mean, I haven't had the chance to get my hands on one, but you hear nothing but good things about their cans. Um, I've been following, uh, what is his name? I, I'm blanking. Um, I want to say Andrew, but I, I've been following him for Alex since be, uh, for Otter Creek. Oh no, I don't know who that is. Yeah. I, I remember his old handle. It was pretty controversial and he wound up changing it. All right. We're <laughs> going to have to, we're going to have to mute you because your dog, your dog is still going nuts. Um, <clears throat> so the, the from what i'm hearing from silencer saturday uh otter creek labs ocm5 rifle suppressor um that's staying the same apparently uh its trajectory arms is going to take over the uh, aem5 so i guess trajectory arms bought the um which you know now we got to go get alex on uh because he was the one who has uh, well, he owns Trajectory Arms, him and his wife, but they have the, what is it? They they have all the stuff there. And he's also building uh, like a complete suppressor ready gun and all the other fun stuff. Uh, so I, to me, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, I really want to see what Trajectory Arms is actually going to do with the Allen Engineering can. Uh, because if they're actually making the Allen Engineering can, that's going to be that is that is nuts that's going to be crazy are you can you still talk or is your dog going crazy uh, she's calmed down but uh, you never know <laughs> um, but yeah that, you need that to give that dog a sedative. so so it's uh it's trajectory that that picked them up yes i'm trying to okay. find for, for some reason i thought um why am i blanking at the moment i thought you were saying ke arms no Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, at one point I thought, I thought you had said them, but um, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. We definitely, we have to see what Alex, uh, if he wants to hop on and, um, and talk a yep. little bit more about it. Right um, here on TFB TV. So thank you to Daniel Y as of one week ago, trajectory arms is to produce the Allen engineering AEM five can. Um, uh, Whoa, clone correct options, blah, blah, blah. So if you're looking for an actual AEM5, Alex, the owner of Trajectory Arms, was kind enough to show me around the shop. Uh, they're AEM5 silencers. Trajectory Arms has earned a reputation. Um, well, they, they have a great reputation. I have one of their built uppers, and it's fantastic. Um, uh, but yeah, they're coming out with the AEM5 can. I don't know when. This doesn't give me a date or a time. But yes, the, you know, let's, let's summarize here. The Allen engineering can is coming out of, uh, his shop. I think that it's probably going to be, um, you know, something that's just beyond incredible. Uh, now I wish I had my SOT just so I could say, Hey, Alex, do you want to, you know, drop one of those off the line and send it to me? Um, uh, just because I feel like that is something that, you know, is cool. Now I need a Mark 12 upper to run that AM5. How about you or Gordon Carbine? I mean, if it's short, uh, and by short, I mean 11.5 inches, 
uh with a can i'll run it <laughs> well the gordon I'm not, I'm not that particular you know just <laughs> certain the length gordon, and a can the gordon carbine i believe is a 125 with the allen engineering can uh, I but i believe in. i believe the original gordon carbine was a 14.5 um and they were running the allen engineering can on it which apparently had more sleeve up up behind it than in front of it so i don't know but it's a it's a pretty sweet little uh can um apparently the suppressor shift with that can is absolutely nothing um you put that can on and it continues to um just drill holes exactly where it was drilling them before so all right well i got nothing else for that let's move in and on to the SCT-19, or as uh, Anderson calls it, the Anderson Kiger 9C. Uh, apparently, it's like 400 something dollars, which is absolutely atrocious. If you go listen to our last week episode, uh, you can build an SCT-19 with uh, Brownells barrel, Brownells slide, and Brownells internals uh, for literally like $20 cheaper than you could pick up a dagger. So I would go do that instead of going to buy the Kiger 9C. But what I will say is I have I have mine built out with a Brownells optics ready window cut slide, Roscoe, Roscoe's nine millimeter barrel along with the uh, RMR that I'm running uh, and my Apex trigger and Brownells complete internals on both these guns and are on, on the slide and the lower receiver. So I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I actually like this glock rip off like a it's a glock but it's not a glock you know what i mean i mean some of them are nice i really the uh the p80s i i was i mean i've been rocking those for a while and i i enjoy them mm, i'm not one of those people well, i mean you can get them serialized too and it's not very much different than that yes but this one is actually uh 50 bucks can you get a p80 frame for that cheap no yeah, that's what I thought. Um, <clears throat> so you can go pick up this little frame for $50. Uh, you can go pick up the lower completion kit, uh, Brownells version of a lower completion kit for $36.99. You can get the slide completion kit for, I think, 40 bucks. Is that what it is on Brownells? Uh, I honestly haven't looked lately. I feel like it's closer to 80 No, it's not that expensive. Well, I always go with the OEM stuff. No, it's Brownells version. Are you, it, it might, are you beating on your microphone? Quit doing that. The listeners are going to not. Gonna not I'm not beating on my microphone. Oh, it sounded <laughs> like you were. No, no. Um, but, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I, I, I normally go with the OEM parts, so it's a little more. Um, but yeah, I would imagine if you get the basic kit, yeah, it's probably well, 50, 60 Brownells, Brownells apparently sources their kits through OEM people. So let me, let me look this up. You continue to talk about your OEM kit. Well, you can't source through OEM people because OEM people for Glock is Glock. They only manufacture the parts in Austria. The frames and everything else are that are made in the U.S. are Man, just frames and slides. things behind you. That would be my wife downstairs opening and closing a baby gate. Oh, <laughs> sounds like she's trying to beat the crap out of something. Oh, okay. Your Glock, I'm sorry, your Brownells Gen 3 19 is $49.99 from Brownells. Uh, And from what I'm hearing, it's as close as you can get to OEM. How about you? Do you you know anything about that? 
I I don't know. Um, I like I said, I just tend to I I default to getting the OEM stuff, and as I I said, um, I mean, I literally was tra- talking with Glock Store last week about it. Glock manufactures their stuff only in Austria. That's why when there was shortages, that was because they needed to get them from Austria to the U.S. So anything that is um, listed as U.S. made, my understanding is not actually a um, a Glock OEM part. Interesting. Okay, I don't know if it's I don't know if it says it's made in the U.S. It just says brown. It's Brownells branded. So I'm assuming. It, 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 well, that's the weird part too. Is it says that, and uh, it's also interesting because usually when these go out of stock, the Glock ones also go out of stock. So let me see here. Uh, the kit includes extractor, uh, extractor depressor plunger, extractor depressor plunger spring, the spring load bearing, uh, slide cover plate. Uh, firing pin, spacer sleeve, firing pin spring, uh, spring cups, uh, firing pin safety, firing pin safety spring, channel liner, channel liner tool, guide rod, and recoil spring assembly. Some assembly is required because you do have to build the striker. Uh, kind of annoying, super pain in the ass, and uh, but yes, worth it if you want to get an awesome Glock. I think that that's probably one of the best things that you can do. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd give it a go. Um, I just have my bias to going to OEM parts. It's just they're hard to hard to come by, uh, especially well, what, now. I mean, can you name off what, what's so incredible about OEM parts if you're not building an OEM Glock? I mean, I, we talked about this last week. Uh, I've run Lone Wolf stuff. The trigger feels like shit. You pull back, you hold the trigger back, pull the slide back. It doesn't reset. Um I have, I've had issues with non-OEM parts, so I'm not, not a fan. Well, of, yeah, but you know. I think, I think Brownells tries to put out stuff that's, that's very good. Um, I actually went and I can't remember where I put them, but, oh, right here. Uh, I had, I got, I went and got some of these Ghost Ink, um, what are these called? Uh, shit, what is it called? It's the connector. Um, I got one for my 43X. It doesn't work with my Apex slide, so or my Apex trigger, so that doesn't work. But on my stock, I went and got Brownells Eternals uh, for my 17, and the trigger is uh, decent. But then you go and you get one of these Ghost Ink um, Ultimate three and a half pound connectors, and you drop it in and good lord if that didn't make that trigger feel absolutely incredible and it was like 18 bucks at brownells an oem trigger yeah oem trigger and you can put this connector on there and it brings it down to three and a half pounds it was fantastic um and obviously malar has more dog problems so um All right, guys, we had a dog difficulty there. So we're back. We're talking about OEM parts kits. Um, but yeah, I, I really kind of want your, your take on the OEM parts kits for the Glock and like what makes them so much better than say Brownells or P80 or Strike. Like, I mean, I haven't I haven't tinkered with the Brownells ones. I just, uh, I always tend to de- default to the OEM ones. And granted the prices after COVID, like 
I don't if you've been following that during COVID, like the prices on parts kits were four times the amount <laughs> that they were. Like people were paying astronomical amounts for parts kits for OEM. Um, so yeah, then a lot of these other companies started popping up with the the lower priced ones and, and filled that that void of uh, price, I guess. But yeah, I, my my experience is pretty limited to the lone wolf ones and then to the OEM. Um, my understanding, though, is I think Anderson is actually manufacturing parts kits. So I'd assume their parts kits are probably what's in their build. Um, yeah, I'm wondering and who's I have making... no clue who's supplying a lot of the the other companies. But I was under the impression that Anderson um, was manufacturing. Them. Interesting. So I wonder if that's who Brownells was getting theirs from because it's dirt cheap. It's like thirty six bucks for their parts kit for the. I lower. mean, I yeah, I don't want to assume it is, but I, the rumors that I had heard was that Anderson was making them. Yeah, that's actually not seems... not Brownells exactly. I'd say, but just in general, the lower priced ones you're seeing out there are manufactured from them. Is the rumor? Well, if that's the case, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, they feel that. Uh, that price void when the the prices on everything skyrocketed right now the OEM prices I've seen stuff down around uh, I want to say back to almost like normal prices like fifty to eighty something in that um, that range which is decent still but it's it's not I mean like you said thirty six bucks I mean that's a that's a hell of a deal for like a lower parts kit is that with yeah. the trigger yeah that's with the fire control group. Okay. Yeah. That well, that's the part that blew my mind. Was it was, um, I expected it not to come with the fire control group, but Brownells, you know, Brownells, they get everything. Um, I went and I just was like, okay. So I looked. I can't remember where I saw it at, but now I gotta, I gotta freaking turn around and find it. Um, but the lower parts kit for the Glock um, from Brownells, it was like. It was $36.99. Damn it. Where was it? I got to find it now. This is going to piss me off. <laughs> I still want, I want one of those purple Apex triggers that you have. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Purple. They're, they're on sale right now. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh my, what is the price? <laughs> I think it's like, I think it's like a hundred something. That's with the, um, where am I blanking? The spring. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah that I, it's a complete drop in kit minus the it's the connector, the trigger bar, the trigger and plunger, the, the plunger thingy. Yeah, yeah, their plunger is pretty polished. It's it's pretty slick. Um, yeah, the lower parts kit for Glock seventeen and nineteen thirty six ninety nine comes with a fire control group and everything else, and it's for the seventeen and the nineteen. So it has it has both of the. Um, what are those called? The little, whatever this stupid thing is. I gotta find it. Um, yeah. What, what part is it? Where? Where? It's, it's the part uh, number is slide four. stop. Yeah. Whatever this piece is right here. Whatever yeah. that is. So I you always, can take apart the slide. Yeah, I always get the name between the slide catch and the slide stop uh, mixed up, but I think I believe that one is the actual stop. Yeah, so this one is the one that has the spring. Well, apparently the Glock 19 and 17 are two different ones. Yes. Yeah, they're uh, two different sizes. Did not know that until I went to go build this. And um, yeah, so that was a huge pain in the ass. I had to wait for 
for that to show up. But yeah, this had all Glock internals in it until I dropped the Apex trigger in it, and it works fantastic. Um, I mean, that spring that you're referring to, there's also a difference between the OEM version of that and the aftermarket ones. The OEM ones have, um, I'm not sure how to describe it other than like a, a slight bend on one side that I guess sat into the OEM frames a little different. And on the P80s, they actually had a like a center groove uh, that it would sit into, but there's some trouble with fitment with those occasionally. I would imagine that your that frame yours, the uh, CT9 there, uh, probably has the exact same setup with the way that that like I don't I kind of groove in there is the best way to describe it. I don't know how to how I know what you're talking about from my 17, but on the 19, it's completely different apparently. Well, the, that spring on the 19, like I said, it, it almost kind of bent in the middle for the for, the portion that sat into the frame with just like a slight bend. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. Some, I guess the way that they had the, the hole that that sat in, it was made to fit into that that way. I could definitely see that. I could totally see that. <clears throat> All right. Um, so yeah, I think the I think the SCT 19 frame is awesome. I think the Anderson uh Kiger 9C, I think that's pretty stupid. Um I like the idea of them using the um the SET manufacturing frame for that, but I just I I think you're better I think you're better building one like we were talking about last week. I mean well, it, well, it's kind of like building an AR, but easier. Like there, there was yes. not a hard part to this. This was 10 minutes. Uh, I built it all. I even sent an email to Brownells and I was like, you know, you could make a bunch of money if you just sold this as a complete kit. It's a firearm. It's a serial firearm. The ATF isn't going to come after anybody. Uh, they have to obviously send the lower receiver to their FFL and you, you get all, you get this and then you get your parts and then bam, you just assemble a Glock for cheaper than you can get a lot of other Glocks. Like, and it has a better grip angle. It has everything. It's a, yeah, it's a Gen 3. Nobody has to deal with the weird right-handed, the left-handedness that I have to deal with. Um, you know, so it's like, yeah, I think, I think it's a disservice to not offer a kit that beats and or competes better with the anderson kiger 9c um because i i just think i think it's a ripoff i i i honestly think if you're paying 430 or 450 bucks for the anderson you're you're why are you why don't you just go buy a glock 19 at that point you could go buy a glock 19 mos for probably the same price you can get the anderson and it's not optics ready doesn't have a threaded barrel has a shitty trigger like i don't know what's your take on that malar do you have any uh i mean i I don't know. I'm, I'm all about like budgeting, but I, I, I mean, I, you know, me, I throw a threaded barrel on there and mine would be a little, uh, I'm, I never want to say Gucci here. So well, another I would, thing I had heard was when the Anderson Kiger 9C was supposed to come out, it was supposed to be at like $250. Holy now shit. it's at $450. So uh, like, do we, is that inflation? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think so. Unlike Biden's uh, lovely, uh, did you did you see that? Oh, never mind. I'll get into the that thing. The thing today. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you see the? Uh, uh, you can you can you know if you if light if lightning takes out the power 
your power in your house, you can now plug your electric vehicle into your house and power your house. I was like, this is the first time I'm hearing this crazy shit. <laughs> you sound stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was completely made up. <laughs> yeah, no. So, but um, no, if you're going to go buy a Glock uh, or a Glock alternative, I don't recommend the Anderson because it doesn't have all the stuff that you can get. You can go over to Brownells and for the same price, get a match barrel, a match slide, uh, optics ready. Um and a threaded barrel, all for less than you can go pick up the 9C from Anderson. So um, if you're hearing this, stay away from the Anderson, go pick yourself up, go get the SCT frame at Brownells and just pick yourself up and build a better gun than you would well, get. Plus, I mean, plus you can, yeah, you can build a better gun for cheaper, but if aesthetically you want to make it look a little better, throw some like an apex trigger on there or something. Um Going with Brownells, I mean, you get the bare frame and you can customize it. I mean, yeah, that can, is the huge, huge benefit is you're literally just taking it and building it how you want it. Yeah, um, and I think that's kind of where I was going with my comment before is that's how I would do it. And I probably, I I personally wouldn't take the cheap approach. Like I said, I, I do OEM. I'd probably throw an Apex trigger on there, um, do a Brownells slide, threaded barrel, RMR, um, you know, all the stuff that gets you the hot chicks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the RMR is pretty sweet, but I think, I think I'm going to move the RMR to my, um, to my BNT and then I'm going to run like a different optic on here. So you've been running that more now. I'm curious, uh, thoughts. The BNT so or your, the RMR? The RMR. Cause you've been, uh, you've had <clears> it, it a little longer now. You still hate it. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. I, I hate it because, okay. So the RMR has a big problem with me because I like the bigger window. Um, so with the RMR, the window is really freaking small. Um, and then the crappy part is, is when you go to like line up your shot, like if you look at the RMR, it looks like it has a pretty decent sized window in there. Like it looks pretty decent, but the back deck cuts off like the bottom third of the window. So it's, it's like you, you don't actually get to see the whole window. Like you're, you're kind of fucked out of a, pretty decent portion of the window and that pisses me off um and i don't like that i like it as a rugged miniature red dot i think it's great it's crispy dot it's very nice um it attracts lint like nobody's business um i think it looks good i like the way it looks but when i have to draw from concealment um it actually takes me longer to line up a shot with the rmr than it does for me with my holosome eps carry or the 509T, the windows are just bigger on both those optics than this. And it, I just don't like this optic for that reason. I think on a rifle where you have your cheek weld and it's always in the same spot, like it probably wouldn't be bad at all. But putting this on here, huge pain in the ass. I don't like it. Uh, plus, uh, you keep saying it, but closed emitters are the, the way of the future. Yes, closed emitters are the way of the future. Buy yourself closed emitter. Trojicon makes so, a closed emitter RMR. You will make millions of dollars. And so how, how many closed emitters are out there now? Carries. The, you have the Acro, the Acro P2. You have the Steiner MPS. You have the 509T. You have the 509 ACSS. Um, I know there's a couple more and I'm forgetting. The Romeo 2. The Kraken, the Swamp Fox. Mm. Um, 
Do they, you have, do you you have, have one that you think is the, the EPS best out there? and the EPS carrier? So there's like eight different optics. Go ahead. You what one you you would, I, was, I was saying, what, do you have one that you think is the, the best out there that like you would I have people to? I have no actual time behind it also because Brownells doesn't have it in stock yet. Um, okay. But the, uh, the Acro P2, like I think the Acro P2 is, is incredible, but I'm a huge Aimpoint fanboy. Um, mm-hmm. so I think, I think it would, it would probably be really good for my application on the sub gun that I want to use it on. Um, but it's a $700 red dot or $600 red dot. Let's see. Does Brownells have the acro in stock? It, stuff comes in and out so fast over there. Um, well, to be honest, that's kind of why I check the site like every day. <laughs> oh, I do too. I do too. I, I hop on and I scroll through the, uh, the sales. Well, which also kind of bummed me out too, because EOTech made the Eflex, which hasn't hit to, hasn't hit Brownells yet. Um, but EOTech made the Eflex, and they didn't make it a closed emitter. You know, so I, I just feel like that's kind of a dumb. Like I can't, I can't even believe you'd make an optic and it not be a closed emitter. Priorities. We need a new IR unit. Priorities. Well, you said that for a long time now. Oh, that the uh, the pack was kind of obsolete. No, you just want that EOTech IR unit. I do. I do. I was very bummed when the PEC 15 di- disappeared, but now that I'm seeing this new one, I'm like, all right, just send it. Full send. If you're listening, EOTech, full send. Uh, Steiner makes the PEC 15. No, who makes it? Fuck, who makes the PEC 15? The uh, PEC is, uh, was EOTech, but I think they had partnered, I believe they partnered with L3 on that. Before L3 went off into the end goal. I could be wrong, but that was what I was under the impression that L3 was a contributor to the PEC 15. But the end goals are like five grand, I think. Can um, someone tell me why? Government contract. <laughs> but I just don't get it. Like the end goal, it doesn't look pretty at all. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the EOTech that's coming out is designed to compete with the Engal for a quarter of the price or less than a quarter of the price. Plus it's offered in full power for under two grand. Oh, the Engal, the Engal stands for next generation aiming laser and it's $3,950. Oh, 3,900. Yeah. It's, it's astronomical compared to, you can get, uh, they're saying the full power, uh, the new EOTech, and I saw a name for it. I can't remember it now. Um, but the full power one's going to be like seventeen hundred bucks, and I still do not understand how they're saying they're going to release that to the public because it's actually controlled, I believe, by the FDA. Um, well, just don't listen to the FDA. Well, EO, that's on EOTech. Yeah, EOTech. You got plenty of guns. You don't have to listen to the FDA. <laughs> just saying yeah, yeah. plus what what food are you cramming in those lasers no. <laughs> yeah there's no food in there <laughs> fuck you fda take yeah, you know sir. what you know what every single person they send out you need to you need to get that ir full power ir unit and you just shine in their eyes for 30 minutes they won't know what the hell happened <laughs> this is true all but, i'm saying uh, is they need to be irradiated then eradicated <laughs> 
like uh, everyone else in the government. Speaking of government corruption. And- oh, are we shifting into Pelosi? Oh, yeah. So part of our more part of our news here, Pelosi's husband. This is this is all Millar right here. I don't know if he stole this from a headline or if he just made it up himself. But Pelosi's husband. All me, all me. Pelosi's husband gets hammered without alcohol this time. So you want to go into the story about Nancy Pelosi's husband? There's been a ton. Of you know, the story, the story, the story is honestly very vague because there's been a ton of misinformation about this whole thing. The whole thing is misinformation. Like they show pictures of it, of they're like, oh yeah, he went in through this door. The glass is busted outward. Oh, uh, see that, see, that was also. Uh, the cop said no, uh, that that was not the case. Um, what was this guy? Uh, assault man charged with assault and kidnapping uh, or assault the, and attempted kidnapping for breaking yeah. into Pelosi's residence. I just don't I don't understand the whole issue with. Uh, I don't What is this guy's name? California man. Uh, Mark, David, David, David. David. So California David uh, was named, or and he's not David. not actually California David. He is a illegal immigrant from Canada. Yes. So um, we need to. I told you from before there are more illegal immigrants from Canada than there are from Mexico. We need to close off that northern border. Um, David Wayne De Pepe, forty-two of Richmond, was arrested on Friday inside of the Pelosi residence in uh, by the San Francisco Police Department. Uh, <clears throat> The officers told the man to drop the hammer, and De Pepe allegedly gained control of the hammer and swung it. Did they say drop? Pelosi. Did they say drop the hammer? Or did they say stop hammer time? Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Well, apparently he struck him in the head after the cops got there. Uh, from what I'm seeing, I who knows? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to the, be honest, the whole story is very vague. Very be, vague. I'm gonna. I, I know I'm gonna upset people, and I don't condone violence whatsoever. Just so we put this out there, but I just I honestly think that um, if you're going to be a government politician and you're going to be married to a government politician, uh, and you're doing a lot of insider trading and you're doing a lot of I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. I believe you both need to be hit in the head with a hammer or hung from street lamps because you're terrible awful human beings and you need to be arrested and hung for treason um i'm sorry i don't care that your husband got hit with a hammer i'm just going to go ahead and say that right now you're a u.s politician you're 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 awful you're you're and and do not get me wrong i am not only saying this to democrats there are a boatload of republicans out there Ted Cruz and a few other ones that also need to do this because they play this whole game of you scratch your back and i'll you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. And to me, I just, I think it's wholly unconstitutional. I think they're all garbage human beings and they play with our lives every day. And I, I don't care. I don't, if this would happen to Ted Cruz tomorrow, I wouldn't care. I would laugh just like I laugh at Nancy Pelosi. I was just going to say the rumors are that David was scratching a lot more than Paul's back. But that's the thing is those are rumors and I'm not here to spread misinformation. Like I am not here to spread misinformation. I don't know every detail of the story. I do know that the gay rendezvous. I don't think we ever will. I do know that the gay rendezvous was not there. I do. I am wondering why they won't release the security footage. I heard, I heard, and I don't know that there was security footage from inside the house, but I have absolutely no clue. And I'm not saying that that to be true, um, but I am hearing that the Pelosi's did not want that released. Uh, to me, 
I just, I find all of it just terrible. I, you know, I find it just, it's a, the travesty in the news is that people were just going around repeating stuff that they'd heard and not verified. So that's exactly what I'm going to tell you right now. None of what I'm saying is verified, but I'm, I'm just annoyed with that. I think our news uh, and where we get our news from needs to be better. Uh, and they need to do actual reporting and people need to stop just repeating stuff without verifying it. I mean, and this probably, uh, again, if you look at like historical stuff, nobody focused on the shit back in the day. You focused on what was going on in your neighborhood and your close, what impacted you. That's why we're seeing all this shit of like news sources, just posting random shit. It's honestly, um, it, it, what's the, what's the thing? Uh, it's kind of like uh, Howard Sternish. Everybody's trying to be a shock jock. They want to post the most outrageous shit so that you'll go to them for a source. I just focus on what's going on around me. Yeah, to me, that's mostly what I do. I don't know. I just, I think that it's kind of crap that they're out there talking about all that crap. And they're just, and it's like, nobody is actually validating these stories. And I know that some of you people out there, you're looking at your phones and you're like, oh, that's hilarious. And you're not actually trying to validate any of the information. Like the funny part is, is I actually sat there with my wife and we were literally just going through reading a bunch of information and finding out what was actual disinformation, like not, I guess not disinformation, but what was actually reported as being true. And then later these news outlets were having to recant that stuff, but they were doing it in like the most sly way possible. Like, Oh, never mind, We updated our site, blah, blah, blah. But they still had the headline out there, you know? So to me, your news is garbage where you get your news from is garbage. If you're not looking at multiple sources, you're garbage. Uh, and, and, you know, here's the thing, there's something to be said when CNN and Fox news and all these people, they get a hold of a story and they say the same thing. Um, but most of the time they're saying the same thing for a specific reason, uh, because that's what's true. Um, I don't believe in Fox or CNN or any of those people to say everything completely accurate. I do think they always put a bias on it. And that's why you got to look at news from both sides. And I know people are going to be like, you can't, you can't watch CNN or you can't listen to CNN or you can't read CNN or same thing for the other stuff. But to me, it's all just ridiculous. And I'm actually just annoyed at the fact that they would go ahead and do all that stuff. And just, I don't know, to me, it pisses me off. Or I just sent you a meme. I had me <laughs> falling out of my chair yesterday. Laughing. Paul Pelosi <laughs> uh, survives attack and recovery. And he's got, <laughs> it's, but it was that, that Beavis? Beavis. It's Beavis. Yeah. Beavis with a bandage on his ass. <laughs> That's hilarious. I literally was just laughing my ass off yesterday. I saw that and I just could not, I was practically, I was in tears. I was, I, <laughs> I was just about in tears laughing. It was, it was, it was yeah. too good. That's but, good. Well, I'm, I put an AMA up and nobody, uh, nobody, Nobody asked anything other than JC. Uh, why is 22 long rifle the best? It's not. Uh, go get literally anything else. You'll be okay. Uh, someone else asked, buy a shotgun? Um, no, Joe Biden. I will not buy a shotgun. Um, when are you going to get a back-to-back World War champ? I'm sorry. 19 and 2011s are for old men with erectile dysfunction, and I'm not one of those. Uh, and then uh, breakdown uh, and clone a rifle properly. Never going to happen. Clone rifles are garbage, just like the people who build them. So there we go. Um, 
Any new reviews? Have you? I haven't. I haven't seen. What? Did we get any new reviews? No, we did not get any new reviews. Nobody loves us, and nobody will review anything because reviews were before the news, and we don't have any reviews. So, uh, <laughs> come on, people, you majestic people. <laughs> Don't call them good names when they're not nice to us. Uh, yeah, Jay Wynth was the last one who did a review. Uh, damn, we need more reviews. Anybody, I'm telling you, if you do a review and you and you just send me a thing that you did the review, I will send you a Brownells patch. Um, I just, I don't understand. You guys can get a free Brownells patch. And know my home address. <laughs> wink wink i'll just write millar's address on it it's okay um (laughs) (laughs) i'm not worried oh wow hold on uh so i have a my my big boy round nose two inch snub nose uh that i posted three weeks ago uh it's not my gun but it's a 454 casual i have a a reel of me shooting it uh it's got 150,000 views right now on, on YouTube. Holy cow. And 4K likes. I'm actually surprised it has that many likes. <laughs> that but was when I you go, were blasting the armor there, right? Yeah. And then I go and I I go and I upload shorts for my M4 and my M uh, and my GHM9. And they get no views at all. Like, absolutely no views. So <laughs> it's obvious that nobody wants to see cool guns. They want to see stupid old man guns. Uh, and that's what we have to deal with in this world. So, so if I need, if I want to pick up followers, I need to pick up old school guns. Yeah. Or I I think what I need to to do is, is go just get like a tourist judge and tell people that it's like some (laughs) stupid gun and be like, look at this thing. It shoots four ten shotgun shells and then load a four ten shotgun shell and then shoot it. And then be like, Oh my God, my wrist hurts so bad. Uh." Yeah. And you hold a, I love those pictures where people hold like a Glock mag across the bottom. You could do that and then like mount a banana on the front, like a suppressor. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> banana in the tailpipe. Yeah. Banana <laughs> in the tailpipe. Pelosi <laughs> knows all about that. <laughs> you know, there was rumors when he had the DUI that there that was he somebody. Paid a bunch of people? I'd say not that, that there was somebody else in the car. I don't know if that's true. Like all the stories around their stuff is so gray. Well, um, they're it's, just in, it's intriguing people. in that it's intriguing in that. Like I, you want to know the details, but you never will because nobody's going to tell you the truth. But that's the thing is they're just awful people. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're just terrible fucking people, and they're out there and they're running our country. And that's the sad part is we're we're stuck with these idiots running the country because those dipshits in California aren't going to vote them out. And then they're just going to live on their insider trading money for the rest of their freaking lives. They're awful humans. I, you know what? I, and that's the thing is Paul or what's his name? Is his name Paul Pelosi? Yeah, Paul. If he, you know what? He could have probably killed somebody in that DUI and we probably would never know. Because he would he would walk that for sure he would well still he already walk walked he's got zero nothing on the DUI right yeah I think so was yeah he, was he actually charged with the DUI uh, after they were not going to and then after there was kind of a public outcry about not charging him then they charged him well he's probably just like hey don't do that again um, 
for immediate release. Ooh, County of Napa. Uh, today, Paul Pelosi was convicted in Napa County on charges filed by the Napa County District Attorney's Office upon automobile collision, driving under the influence. Arrest on May 28th, 2022. Paul Pelosi pled guilty to the charge. Okay, so he did plead guilty. Uh, what did he get? Uh, the people were represented by Napa. Under California Penal Code, Section 977, the defendant can appear through an attorney on a DWI misdemeanor. Oh, a D DWI misdemeanor. Uh, and does not have to present to the courtroom unless ordered by a judicial officer. Mr. Pelosi was not ordered to the court personally to appear at sentencing, and he chose to appear through his defense counsel. Um, let's see what he got. Um, House arrest with David. <laughs> Pelosi, Pelo, uh, judge sentenced Mr. Pelosi to the following. Um, placed on summary probation for three years, uh, paid 17 $123 in court fines, serves five days in jail, submit blood and breath or urine test if required by any law enforcement officer or probation officer if suspected of driving with a measurable amount of alcohol, pay $4,927.53 in victim restitution and medical bills, lost wages, as well as a standard $150 restitution fine. Do not operate a motor vehicle with a measured amount of alcohol immediately enroll and pay for a successful completed of licensing licensed DUI program for three months. Do not operate a motor vehicle unless it is equipped with the functioning certified ignition device for one year based upon a conviction. Uh, you can, uh, the DMV can suspend Mr. Pelosi's driver license for one year. The court rule uh, retain jurisdiction of any future restitution bills, blah, blah, blah. So he got a slap on the wrist, um, and that's BS. I'm sorry. Yeah, that is uh, pretty much what happened there. Mr. Mr. Pelosi paid somebody to give him the absolute, because you know, you know his probation officer doesn't give a fuck. That guy will never show up there. The probation officer is literally only there to harm people of color in poor communities. They, he's not ever going to show up to Paul Pelosi's house and ask for a blood or a urine sample. And if he does, post that shit to YouTube so we can all see it because Paul Pelosi is a garbage human being. I don't know. Maybe I'm just angry at everything, but it just it just pisses me yeah, off. This is why I hate the government. It's exactly why I hate the government and the people that work for the government. Yeah, you're a little, a little angry. Well, yes, um, it's bullshit. Because if that <laughs> happened to you or me, we'd fucking ten thousand dollars. What is that thing that they say all the time? You can't afford a DUI. Well, he can afford it. So that's the thing that pisses me off. Make it affordable. Make it not affordable for him. Like ten million dollars if you get a DUI. True. Just saying. There's a point there. <coughs> and, uh... I don't know. That pisses me off. I think. I think the crime. If you're gonna get a DUI. I, first of all, I think you're a horrible human. Um, you also straight up just pled guilty. So yeah, you should get the book thrown at you. And I'm just pissed off that he didn't get the book thrown at you. That, that, I don't know. To me, that just pisses me off. But everybody, of course, knows my stance about the government, how much I hate the officials who work in government. So there you go. What's your stance, Malar? I know you probably want to kiss the man. No, I don't want to kiss the man. Um, I don't know. 
I, I think, like I said, I think there's a lot of misinformation. I don't like making judgments off of that. I think that's the short of it. I read an actual thing from a court, so there's no oh, misinformation I mean, there. You're talking, you're talking about the DUI thing. I yeah. mean, the, DU, the, the DUI thing, was that his first? Because the first, I think, from what I have seen... It's the first one he got caught doing. It's probably not his first. Yeah, the, I, I think what he got is actually kind of a standard. Um, I'm pretty sure. They normally don't throw the book at them for that the first time from what, what? I've seen. Yes. Dude, my buddy spent three months in jail for his first DUI. Granted, it's because his family didn't bail him out. Um, but yeah, no, he got a DUI. He spent three months in jail, had like a shitload, like, like a bunch of money to pay. And I feel like this guy just doesn't have anything to pay. Like he, like, yeah, there was some monetary stuff. Like if I had to pay $4,000 I'd shit my pants, but this guy, I feel like he just kind of got off scot-free, you know, like he was like, Oh, $4,000. That's a Tuesday night. Uh, I mean, I've, I've had a, an experience where I had a driver that had hit and run two cars, blew his transmission. And I was driving down the road. Um, Traffic stopped because this dude was in front of them and he rolled downhill, bounced off one car. They pulled over. He then bounced off the next car. They pulled over and he did that for like eight cars. The dude was passed out drunk. And that was the third time he had done something like that. And he finally went to jail. So I am pretty sure the standard is exactly what Paul got. That's BS. And yeah. Uh, I will say I have a very personal story. I, um, a few guys I know came back from a deployment. They got back, hadn't even got to see their family yet. All four of them died in the back of a truck um, when some dude blew through a stop sign at 75 miles an hour, drunk as hell. They were all killed instantly on impact, uh, and he walked away, had a broken pinky and a scratch on his face. He's still serving like four life sentences, but yes, like still alive. Still gets to breathe air while all of my friends are dead. So there you go. I hate anyone who drinks and drives. Uh, you're a garbage human being. You could fucking call a cab. If you don't call a cab and you want me to feel bad for you, I don't ever, nor will I ever. Um, you could admit your mistakes. I still think you're terrible. Call a fucking cab. Even if you're just a little fucking buzzed, call a cab. Get an Uber. There's, you can't make excuses. You can't. There's no excuse for that. You need to call somebody who's sober. You need to get somebody who's sober. There's no reason to drive under the influence of anything. I don't care what it is. If someone farts too heavily in your vehicle, don't just get a, get a different car at that point. I mean, I'd rather you steal somebody else's car and drive home safely than to get a DUI and kill a bunch of people. That's all I know how to say. Wait, what? You lost me at the, I'd rather you steal somebody else's car to get home. <laughs> yeah, if you fart so bad your car and you can't drive safely, I'd rather you go uh, steal somebody else's car to drive home safely. Uh, okay, I thought we were still referring to alcohol in this. I, no, I miss, don't, don't. I miss don't where go, the fart slid into don't, the... Uh... Don't get a DUI <laughs> and a Grand Theft Auto charge. That's, that's doubly terrible. Um <laughs> All right, all right. I I think I now understand where we're going with this. <laughs> but yes, anyone who drinks and drives, you're a garbage person. Get a freaking Uber. 
You got anything, Malar? Um, huge shout out to um, well, I you know I got to shout out a couple people this week. Um, Junkyard Ops. I snagged up a OD Green uh, Forward Control Designs uh, charging handle. Uh, in my opinion, that is like my holy grail of charging handles. So I was super stoked to uh, to get that. Um, additionally, I got to give a, a shout out to Dirty Civilian Clothing. Um, he sent me out a um, anti-tyranny morale patch. Um, <clears throat> so pretty stoked about that. Um, and then I did, I, I hit up my, my buddy over at Eastern Shore Sling Company to try to get a, um, a tourniquet dangler for um, chest rig or plate carrier, whichever one. I didn't even talk about my plate carrier, maybe next week, but I did get the spear test. Well, yeah, write it down and talk about your plate carrier next week. Yeah, because I, yeah, like I said, I got, I got some stuff coming. Um, I ordered that from him. <clears throat> it, it comes in Ranger Green. It's similar to the one you sent me, but he had green and I got it a little customized, um, minor, minor tweak, but yeah, he always takes care of me. Well, there you go. That's not bad. Well, I got nothing else. You got anything else? No, man, just run suppressed. Stay blessed. As always go shopping at Brownells. They are the coolest people on the planet. And, um, yeah, you know, don't be from Florida. And if you are, don't be weird. <laughs>